What's up, family? I'm Juan Castillo, and when I'm on social media, my favorite show to watch is the Don't Shoot the Messenger weekly podcast. Chris G, professional Sutton, Rucker Report delivers sports the way it's supposed to be, real and authentic. So get ready to be entertained. My boys are ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And it's your boy, the Rucker Report, a.k.a. Ready? This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. This is Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. X about me, X about me. With professional Sutton. You already know. Chris G. My homie. And the Rucker Report. My family, what up? They for real. All straight with no chaser. Let the games begin. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. Yo, 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 you know, it's about that time and it's about that time. Welcome to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. It's your boy, The Work Report. Cheers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And also, we definitely got to shout out our sponsor, one of our biggest supporters, 94.3 WIBC. The Rhythm of the City. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, fellas, it's a lot going on in sports. We yo, um, draft. Real what's, quick, what's up? My screen look crazy, yo. I just see the number nine, and I look froze. Nah, you ain't froze. You good, baby? Let me see. I don't know what's going on, but oh, I don't see nothing. You straight? I don't know, man. Listen, man. You keep you keep on messing with them Samsung phones, Martha. Martha. <laughs> I keep telling you, man. I can see it's you still fine. moving. <laughs> I can't see nothing. I, I don't know, yo. Listen, I don't know how you can't see. I can see. All right, I'll, I'll be right back. I'll come out and go yeah. back in. Come on, come on, man. You know we got the Samsung phones, man. You know he's in Jersey, man. So you know they might have put something on it. But um, we got a lot going on. We got the NBA. You know, I want definitely want Chris to talk about the Tyson and Roy Jones fight. I know it's over, but we, but we also got a big fight tomorrow that I can't wait. And especially if you like boxing, you can't wait either. Also, we're gonna talk some NBA too, and just check that out. But. I want to jump. Ruck is back in the building. How about now, Ruck? You good? Here. Okay. Yeah, I'm here now. So I want to jump into the NBA because you know, we had, uh, NBA action going on. We had an NBA draft. Um, Melo went to the Hornets. Lavar saying he don't want that one on one with Jordan no more. <laughs> What's going on with that, Ruck? What's going on? He with never that? lost. Now. How did you like the NBA draft? I, I I I know it wasn't a whole lot of names that a lot of people you know were talking about. To me, I think this probably was a gift for Melo because there wasn't so many blockbuster names, but his mm-hmm. name was really big. What do you think about this draft? Um, just like we had talked about a couple of weeks ago, like really it was underwhelming. I think the, the biggest thing that I took away from the draft was all the moves that happened prior to the draft and then the stuff that's been happening since then. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of names again, like people won't know because we had, uh, really an inter. Well, we didn't have really, it was an interrupted college basketball season. So, a lot of people that you probably would have met or known through the tournament, you didn't get a chance to do. Um, 
but the trades have been really mm -hmm. big. The stories have been really big, including one uh, that happened yesterday with, with Westbrook going to the Wizards for John Wall. So I definitely want to talk about that right there because that I can't wait to hear what Chris got to say about that one. Jump into it, man. Oh, so if you don't know, then, um, you know, tell them, tell the, tell the people what happened yesterday. So, listen, people, if you don't know, yesterday, the Houston Rockets, in their attempt to continue to hold on to James Harden, because as you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook did go to Rockets management and tell them that they were not happy there, both requesting a trade to be out. And what the Rockets did was that they sent uh, Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards, for John Wall and a protected lottery pick in 2022. So a lot of people weighed in on the trade. I think it was something that both sides eagerly wanted. I think Wall wanted out of Washington, um, just like Russ wanted out of Houston. And I think, you know, from a basketball standpoint, I, I think you would say it was a wash in, in terms of what you're getting. Um, both players are, are very high volume to the basket players that like to have the ball in their hand. Um, John Wall shoots a little bit better from behind three, but Russ has a better field goal percentage. So I think you get a little bit of a wash in terms of what they get. Russ is also 32. John Wall just turned 30. Um, but I think what it came down to is James Harden had a preference of who he wanted to play with. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, he preferred to play with John Wall. The other thing that I think is major about them, especially moving that wall thing, that I think can be somewhat instrumental in what happens moving forward is that also on the low, the Rockets signed DeMarcus Cousins. Mm -hmm. So DeMarcus and John were former teammates at Kentucky. And I know people think that DeMarcus has passed his prime. He's, he's been injury prone over the last two, three years. But that could be a pretty form formidable combo with them, and it still may put Houston in a position to give James what he wants, which is a way out of Houston. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me see what Chris got to say. Chris, what you got to say about this, man? I know how much you love Russ. <laughs> he loved Russ as much as you love Melo. Oh, man. Come on, man. Come on. That's rough. So, Chris, what's your take on you. this? Um... Yo, can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah. Um, I, I had you on mute real quick, but we can hear you now. Yeah, my phone is um bugging like a mug. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll say this. I think, uh, you know, honestly, I'm going to be truthful. I think it's a good pickup for the uh, Washington Wizards. Okay. Listen, I mean, if Russ isn't anything, he's a he's definitely in the elite point guard category. Mm -hmm. And he's shown that he could bring um, a team that was maybe not up to par in the West, at least get him into the playoffs. So I got to assume he could do, I mean, you got to be as a Wizards fan, you got to be saying, yo, I'm at least looking at a, at a six seed. I mean, I, I'll say bare minimum, he'll get you in at a six seed. Maybe if him and Bradley Bill and uh, Bertans, who doesn't get a lot of credit, but Bertans is a pretty good player. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe they might even be able to get you a five, maybe even a four seed. I don't know. I mean, there, there'll be something to be, there'll be something to be reckoned with in the East of a steady dose of Russell Westbrook. So I, I definitely won't poo-poo on the Russell Westbrook side of it. They both had bad contracts, so it kind of trades off, except for um, 
Houston gets a pick from Washington because I think it's I don't think it's a debate that John Wall is the poor man's Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think that's pretty easy to uh, come to terms with. So I think you know, all in all, I think it worked out great for the Wizards, and I think. James Harden wants to play with John Wall, but at the end of the day, it's probably just going to be more of the same for the Rockets. Look, mm-hmm. in the East, that might be something that's formidable. The West is – it's a gauntlet, man. Yeah. And I, I mean, we, we said it – I think we've said it for a few months now. The West this year, even with Clay not coming back, the West this year is a murderer's row, man. There's going to be some good teams in the West that's not making the playoffs. True. There's going to be some all-star, all-NBA caliber players in the West that don't sniff the playoffs. The West is the West is not for the weak and faint of heart. You know, you you in the West you're going up against uh, uh, all-pro, all-star level point guard every night. You're going up against uh, a superstar in some capacity every night in the West. There is no breaks, nope. so. For the Rockets, I would say, you know, listen, James Harden is good enough to probably at least get you in the playoffs. But after that, nah, nah you know, I don't know. The Rockets, I don't, I don't see much. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hey, working you, on my picture. I'm yeah, working on it. It's not hey, letting me do it. Uh, y'all don't, y'all don't Samsung phone getting your ass tonight. They getting your ass tonight. I keep on wow. telling you. Just, listen, I'm just wow. calling. I'm just calling how I see it. I'm just calling how it, has, it has nothing to do with my Samsung phone right now. And it has everything to do no, no, no. with this shoddy ass uh, stuff that we're working on. But we know I ain't going to put any business out in the street. You listen, man. This <laughs> stuff is good over here. Ruh, ruh. Over here. <laughs> hey, Chris. Chris, 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 Chris. I see. Look at, hey. look at my face. Listen, I'm, I'm the captain see us. Now. You can't hear. I don't know what's going on, man. Hold on, I'm about to try to fix it. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Crazy, man. Crazy. Now, go ahead. Take your time. So, um, I do want to talk about, you know, the NBA coming back, and it's and it's and it's approaching. Like, in a- I, I was I was about to say, like, you don't want to talk about the stuff your guy son been doing. Well, I mean, what is he doing, man? He won a championship, man. What is he doing, man? I mean, quietly, you know, what what Shannon what Shannon say the other day. Uh, Serge Ibaka, Waka Flocka, <laughs> it, it ain't gonna get you out the first round or something like that. I mean, listen, truth be told, even for all the speculating that we did, and we did talk a little bit about you know the quick turnaround for the Lakers and what that would look like for Brian and AD, mm-hmm. the one thing that they were able to do with losing a lot of those pieces that we talked about was, in essence, to reload. And reload at the positions that they knew they needed help in. I think with resigning K- KCP, I think with the addition of a Marcus Saul, they got rid of you know Danny Green, replaced him with Dennis Schroeder. Um, Trez coming over, Montrez Harold coming over is big. They're still yeah. in talks right now uh, with Pal Gasol, thinking about adding him as another big man. Wow. So I think what the Lakers is doing is very smart. They've been able to get people at the veteran minimums. Um, they've been able to retool 
and put themselves in a different position. I still think that they're going to be in need of some extra wing help. Uh, we know that Caruso is coming back, so we know that that's there. KCP is there. They may want to re-sign um, Deion Waiters or or Jr. So we'll see what happens there. But I think they did, they've done a good job to put themselves back not only in the hunt, but in a pretty commanding position because at whatever point that you get a fully adjusted LeBron and AD, yeah. It, that, that that's going to be a big problem for everybody in the West. You know, I I mean, I I know we talk about it a lot, right? You know, we always talk about, you know, what people say. And, and I kind of just wanted to get your point. I know Chris, he's going to be on, you know, in a bit. But, you know, a lot of these, again, and I say older because you know good basketball, right? You know, you, you know, you come from the era. And what do you say about these? Older dudes who just keep poo-pooing, like, oh, these dudes are soft. You know, they trying to team up. You know, they trying to do this. They trying to do that. You know, it's you know, there is no competition, so to speak. So yeah. I say that because you know when. Hmm, let me just say here, when Charles Barkley didn't win that chip, right? Let's just say when Charles Barkley did not win his championship, a lot of people kept saying, "Well, Charles don't got a ring, so that don't count." And Within the last, I'll say, 12 to 10 years, having a ring has been a relevant conversation, right? It's just all been about rings, 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 rings. Now you see a lot of these young dudes who come from the AAU era, who come from the era of, well, listen, if I got to get a ring to be solidified as one of the greats, then so be it. But now you see a lot of these people who are just saying that it's that the league is soft. I totally disagree because I feel like if you're playing in the NBA, you're playing against the best competition on the planet. On the planet. And this whole notion of every time someone wants to come play with Brian, it's, oh, Brian's soft. Brian is soft. What I had to put in my group, I said, listen, you have to understand, when you're playing basketball, it's a team sport. Mm-hmm. Whenever Brian does something that's not good, he gets all the blame. Okay, he's a superstar. So, you know, he's going to get the good with the bad, right? He's the face. Whenever, when AD was doing his thing and what he was supposed to be doing in the playoffs, O'Brien, mm-hmm. all the credit goes to AD. Okay, cool. Now that a lot of people are like, listen, like, you know, Mark Gasol, oh, that's a super team. I'm like, yo, Mark Gasol, he's at the end of his career. He wants to win a race. Yes. And there's nothing <clears throat> wrong with that. But so many of these people, again, and 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 I want you to chime in, but they're cracking me up with the notion like everybody's going to one team and there's no competition. That is a lie. That is such a lie. And people have to understand, Bron is one of them teammates that a lot of people in the league love to play with. Now, let's be real. Dane would love to play with LeBron, but LeBron and Dane, they have, their styles don't match well. So that's why they won't be teammates. But I just laugh and I just wanted to get your you know input on this because there's so many people and Chris, I'll get you in, I'll fill it into. I'm talking about I have you know, we're on a tangent about how these older cats keep talking about these younger cats soft because they want to join up. But I said it was the older cats that put the notion of if you don't got a ring, then we don't want to talk to you. So 
I was getting Ruck a being on it. So, you know, he's been around for a bit. You know what I mean? And how do you feel about it? I know KD left with the Golden State, so we know how you feel about that. But is it really a problem with these young dudes, you know, and I'm saying there's people wanting to win. What is the problem with that in the team sport? Are you ask, are you asking this to me or Ruck? Well, I'm asking Ruck first. And oh, then I'm, you're done. I, I'm, you know, I think it's it's always going to be about preference, right? So whatever era that people grew up in, they're always going to prefer that that right. era versus anything new. Um, I think the game of, of basketball, just like it did back in the day, evolved. Um, now. You could say super teams, more super teams started in the LeBron era. You can say that, right? But there were super teams back in the day. They weren't as good as the super teams that we have seen. Bro, but just think about this. Highlight-wise, they were. Huh? On highlight-wise, no, they didn't seem like they were a super team. But when you look at that 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 Lakers team from the 80s, man, that team was that, dope. That, that, that was a super team. And, and, and the thing about it is – there were a lot of players that joined that Laker team. Talk about it. You, you know, that people really didn't talk about. The one example that I had is that, listen, the Phoenix Suns, prior to Barkley getting there, were always in that top three of teams out in the West. Mm-hmm. You remember, you know, Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, Tom Chambers, and then you, you add somebody like Charles Barkley, Barkley into that equation. You know, they have Richard Dumas, they have Cedric Sabalos. So at, at that point in the West, they could have been considered a super team. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was there there have always been teams like this. I think the disparity is is that a lot of teams back in the day were kind of made and built differently through the draft or through low-key trades and things like that. But but there were a lot of teams that were really that good. Yes, Bron is always going to get the the brunt of everything because it's LeBron. He is the face of the NBA. But right. I think the 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 part that I love about this is that yo, you want to stop him, catch up. Mm. Do what some of these other teams are doing, spend your money wisely and make it so that players want to come to right. where you are. You know what I'm saying? So I think there are other teams in the NBA that are quietly building what LeBron is probably on the tail end of that we're going to see. You know, we're going to see people wanting to go to Dallas to play with Luka. You may see people, at, you know, someone closer to the end or right in their prime want to go and play with Dane. You know? Um, so there's going to be a lot of different things that happen to happen. If you want different, beat them. There you go. You know? And we can't even really call – and I, I hate the comparison where we try to make it that the Warriors were a super team because, again, when people forget to realize that was homegrown, that was built. Yeah, They didn't trade to get none of those pieces. They drafted those pieces, shout out to Mark Jackson, cultivated them, and then everybody saw how good they were, so that's where they want to go and play now. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's really going to be about <clears> – <throat> Just like back in the day, that that star power. People forget, even with the Bulls in their first championship run, there were people that wanted to come in. You forget that Dennis Robin essentially came in and replaced Horace Grant. Mm-hmm. You, know, you you forget that before Craig Hodges, it was you know Clint Tucker. 
You know, you you forget a lot of different names like that. You forget that Bill Cartwright came to that team. You know, so Ron Harper came from Cleveland to that team. So you know what I'm saying? It, it's a lot of differences. But like, again, the game is the game. The game has evolved, and you know, we just do what we do. Word, word. Chris, um, I I want to get to take on this because I know we talk about it, but hold I, on, pause on that real quick, Chris. After you do this, I want you to tear into playoff P on oh, yeah. smoke. Oh yeah, tell everything. We got, we got that. So talk about the older players. You know, uh, you know they're hating for the younger people joining, and then we got to talk about. Playoff P. I ain't gonna say the other P word, but you know what I'm talking. About. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Um. You know, older players say older people shit, and <laughs> it shows. <laughs> and you know, all of those older players that wanted to stick with their team, and most of them don't got rings. How that's working out for you? Uh-huh. How you know? How's Google me, Chuck? Every day, every Thursday on ES on uh, TNT, going for you know the, the loyal Charles Barkley. Yo, stop being. I, I can't stress it enough that the the double standard that fans have for loyalty is like the the team doesn't have to be loyal to the player, but when the, well, while the player is good, he needs to be loyal to the team. Wow. No. You need to be loyal to yourself, your bank account, and your own legacy. There we go. That's what you need to be loyal to. And if, listen, I love Dane. And I appreciate Dane for staying in Portland. But Dane ain't winning no chip in Portland with what we got. <laughs> if, 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 and listen, if Dane want to stay here and, 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 and I get to reap the benefit of getting to watch Dane, thanks a lot. But Dane, if, if Dane want to win a chip, he better go looking to go somewhere else. If Giannis want to win a chip, he better be looking to go somewhere else. Well, he just signed that max. Just, deal. He ain't going nowhere now. He, he ain't signed no max deal. Unless that's years. breaking news. Is that breaking news? Let me that see. Giannis he, signed that he deal. He signed no max deal. Oh no, he, he was, signed no max deal. I know he was talking about it. They, they trying, talking about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. They I'm trying. I'm, yeah, they trying to get him to sign that max deal. It looked good though. Well, but, well, I'm sorry. They they talking yeah. to him, but he ain't talking back to them. I think he's still in Greece, and I ain't even joking. Yeah, I think he's still in Gian- Greece. Giannis, Giannis, if it's a, if you're an iPhone user, Giannis got them on red. <laughs> I mean, I, at the end of the day, as currently constructed, I ain't worried about the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. Not with them. Not with them killers out in the West, and not with you, you. Couldn't even get past the Miami Heat. No, no shade to the Miami Heat. No shade. But you couldn't even get past them. Mm. And you supposed to get past them and the Nets this year? Yeah, no, it's not happening. Giannis can't even shoot a jumper. So here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Them old people, live in your old ways. We'll we'll forget about you soon enough. (laughs) This is the new school. I'm sorry. Look, I don't like little whatever his name is and all the other ones. But guess what? This that era right now, okay? Right. When I talk about I want to bump some Styles P, my son look at me like I'm on crack. I do too, but whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> you uh, do too. I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's the new era, man. Right. And, it, and this is what it is. There ain't no... Let me tell you something. 
it would have been a miracle if Miami, if the Miami Heat would have won the uh, NBA championship this year. Mm, yes, it was a miracle. It was a miracle that Toronto, it was a literal act of God yes. that stopped the Golden State Warriors from winning yes. the championship last year. Chris, <laughs> now listen, you, you want to run. That is the act of God. I'm talking about everybody going down. Yeah, you are so like, right. If you want to roll the dice and go, hey, maybe a bunch of things might break our way and a couple legs will break on the other way and we, we can align ourselves and be able to win a chip, that might happen. But, you know, Toronto aside, Toronto aside, they ain't been a regular team that won the championship since the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. All right? This is the era. And, and, and even though even though the Golden State Warriors super team was more built within. It was still a super team. Mm-hmm. You know, they did happen to draft right and have players developed correctly, and they all popped, but it was still a super team. And they had a great coach, Mark Jackson. And they, had a, they had a great coach, and they followed up. And even though they did Mark Jackson dirty, they followed it up with, uh, you know, uh, with Steve Kerr, who was a great coach for what they had. Mm-hmm. So, so those what that's what's winning in the NBA right now. And if, if if you don't like it, if you don't think it's right, well, you know, uh, you know, Walt Frazier and them can suit up. You know, what, what do you want me to do, man? Like, <laughs> go 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 get your go get your Converse and get back on the court and show what your old ass could do. But I'm pretty sure it's, it's close to nothing. No, so I, like you know, I, so I I just I just say that because. Um, I know that you clicked off. I was referencing because the, there are people out there who is really saying that there is no comp- there's no more competition in the NBA because of that. They are there's great they are, competition. They, exactly. So that is why I'm um putting it out there. And I know you guys, I know what y'all were gonna say, but I wanted people to hear the expertise in what you guys say. Nobody don't care about competition. Let me tell you something. Go ahead, Chris. You're gonna hear. And, and, and this is and this is predicated on um, on the Lakers' continued success. If they continue to be as successful as I believe that they will be, all of that competitive shit going to die down because people don't give a shit about competitiveness if it's the people that they're accustomed to having the competitive edge over everybody. So the Lakers is known that uh, have a stacked team. So if they're winning, people will quiet down. They didn't like Golden State winning because that wasn't the norm. They didn't mm-hmm. like when the Miami Heat was winning because that wasn't the norm. They want they don't like those things. But if it's Boston, if it's the Lakers, if it's the Cowboys, if it's the Steelers, mm-hmm. if it's the Patriots, if it's all if it's the Blue Bloods of 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 pro sports, people don't give a fuck. The Yankees, so Yankees, yeah. Yeah. you know, so on and so forth. When it's them, the competitive stuff don't matter. It's when another. It's when a smaller market or a team that you didn't see being this dominant comes out of nowhere and steals the shine from the blue blood that it becomes a problem. Nobody gives a fuck when Duke wins or Kentucky wins, but if Creighton's in that motherfucker, we got a problem. Yep. That's true. That's true. Uh, hey, yo, I, I did want to speak on something to get y'all opinion on this, right? What's up? It, it, it was really triggered by everything that happened yesterday with the, with the Houston thing, right? I am now of the mindset Brooklyn don't need 
James Harden to get to the chip? Hmm. I don't think so. I, 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 just, do. I, I don't yeah. think so. I, I think them even reaching that far and showing marks, I hope you are tuning in and you're, you're listening to what we're giving you. It's free game. Get back at us later. What you have and what they have built over the years and what he has personally built is a good product. And the way that you were able to add these two superstars, you have enough in the East, right? It's gonna be it's gonna make for great basketball in the East again. Um, and I think it's because of additions like Russ, and then, then you're gonna get a healthy Victor Old Depot. You still got the Celtics doing what they do. We don't know what's happening in Philly, but the East is gonna be better. Yeah, you yep. may actually see a balance, but I think them adding somebody like James, I just don't see it working. And even we talked about just basketball IQ, basketball knowledge, it doesn't fit. But then I started looking at one of the things that they started posting today. And, and, and shout out to Kendrick Perkins because he, he said this earlier when he was saying that James Harden, amongst other NBA stars, he's probably had more control of everything that's happened in Houston than LeBron has had in, in the stops that he's had, ding, ding, right? Ding, Which ding. I thought was a refreshing look. And then I started looking at the people that he had. We Let's take Dwight out the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But think about this. He's had the opportunity to play with Chris Paul, mm-hmm. Melo, mm-hmm. Russ. You know, he's had Clint. some really good high-profile pieces. Is it them or is it him? Mm. I'm going to stop you right there, big dog. It's them, okay? okay? Because all of them players that you just named aren't mm-hmm. the caliber. I, listen, now, the Chris Paul situation. My boy, Dan Rue. If, if he didn't, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, the oh. narrative could have been very different on how uh, that game went, uh, those are three years ago at this point, three years mm-hmm. ago against uh, the Warriors when they were up 3-2. That, that, that game could have that whole series could have turned. Who is Angelo? What what it false takes what fake takes are we talking about, Angelo? Give I me something. I think maybe the Houston takes. Well, oh. listen, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna defend Orleans. Houston a little bit. Listen, okay. Um Mello, he he won the answer, fam. He just won. And Mello it may be in Portland now playing a better role, but he wasn't playing that role in Houston. No. He was playing Mello role like he was still like this was, you know, 2010 Mello. You know what I mean? And he ain't that. He hadn't been that, that for quite some time. Mello, was that just Mello, Chris, or what they probably told him coming in? Well, I, 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 yo, listen, hold on. It don't matter what they told him. It wasn't. It wasn't James Harden' fault. No, <laughs> no, I'm not you saying it's his fault. I'm just saying, it, you know. How does this all play out? Because it just seems like players that were at, at a good point, at some type of point, serviceable, weren't able to help him get over the hump. Well, no, nah, I, I mean, I think we all saw and we all knew that that Russ, that him and Russ was not a good fit. Everybody. No, no. I mean, from, a good fit at all. Like, why are they doing that? But again, Dan Tony, he likes shooters. Uh, the Chris Paul thing, I think we had something – but again, Clint Capella, once they got smaller in that lineup, it was like, what's going on here? So when you're talking about him getting the pieces, he, and then again, you got uh, 
Dwight Howard, who wasn't really in the right mind frame, who wasn't consistent enough. I mean, he gave okay numbers, but again, mm -hmm. he what James Harden needed at that time. You don't got to yeah. bring up with the White Howard numbers. It, irrelevant. He's yeah. irrelevant. His career right. at that point but, is irrelevant. But he, but he's, he's he's the reason. Here's the reason that, that, I, that I brought that to pass, right? Because I, I just feel, and I know a lot of people feel differently, there are just some people in the league that are, even though they're elite, they just aren't good fits. Russ. Yeah, and, and and listen, I'll concede that they just aren't good fits in, in terms of how they help a team win, right? And then there are also those elite people mm. that get certain star quality treatment or the carb lines to, to say, I want this person, I want that person, that really drive organizations in a different direction. Look at all the reports that we have just got from the Clippers, mm -hmm. right? Letting Kawhi live in San Diego. Right, they didn't practice all year. Um, you know, there were in, there was infighting with with everybody on the team. Um, Kawhi had Kawhi and Paul had different keys to the gym. They had different trainers that they were given. It was everything that they set them apart from the group, right? And then same thing happens in Houston. Well, you, you mean it's a, now Chris Paul has not won the big one. We know that. We sh he should get a lot more flag for that. But what he has been able to do, especially on the court, is be a good leader and be a, a person that can get teams together, right? So you mean to tell me that was just him? Hold on. Let me read this comment here, and it's a, and it's a huge comment. And uh, shout out to my boy Angelo. He said, uh, they um, not fake take, but Harden has not had more say-so. He says, someone that is from Cleveland and has seen the impact of Bronze since he entered the league he has a major influence on front office moves. Harden wanted out of Houston for not being included in decision, mm -hmm. feeling he has earned that right. He didn't ask for Maury to be out. He didn't ask for Mike to be fired. They didn't ask him for they didn't ask him in the new hires. That's why he wanted out. Had nothing to do with the play with Russ. Wanted to play with Russ more off the ball, but it was like Brian and uh, Kyrie situation. Harden allowed Russ to break the ball up too, but they split duties, and that's not um, either of their strength. Weatherbrook still averaged 27-7-7, playing more off ball. That's not garbage that at all. No, it's it's not. And I, and I agree with that, but again, if you're telling me, okay, so he didn't have any clue or or he wasn't consulting on Daryl Morris, right? Who, who's to say that he really liked a lot of the decisions that Daryl Moore made? Right. Especially towards the end. Right? If you talk about Dan Tony, I, I don't care what nobody say. The only people that Dan Tony has gotten along with in the NBA was Steve Nash. Amari Stockmire. Steve Nash. And Amari didn't really like what he was doing later neither. Not well, later. You know so, but, but when it comes to in terms of who he has wanted on the team since he went to Houston – I'm still going to stand on my box and say he has single-handedly picked the people that have come in there. Hmm. Okay. Listen, he wasn't – listen, say, say what you want, but he wasn't – he brought into D'Antoni's small ball idea because he gave him more opportunities well, to – I'll, to I'll say this. I'll him. say that.
You'll say at Chris. 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 They kind of <laughs> they kind of stuck themselves in a catch twenty two in Houston. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Got you. All right. So I'll say they kind of stuck themselves in a catch twenty two in Houston. What happened was for them to play to get the most out of James Harden's talent, they had to play that small ball lineup and they had to play that way. That way isn't good enough to win you with chip. It was proven. But if you play in a more traditional kind of way with James Harden, you won't even get as close as you got when you were in the small ball lineup. So they were kind of in the damn if you do, damn if you won't kind of situation with the pieces that they had acquired to try to make a run. Mm. Agree. And I think, you know, when you're talking about, you know, somebody like James Harden, I think if he has his way, he's not getting the, those pieces that were acquired. I think he wants different pieces. I think he's like, yo, listen, give me a wing who can actually yeah. help me out. You know what I mean? So those are the things that I think James Harden was not a part of. And I don't think that they got him who who could help him win. I think that they got the names, but they didn't get the people that can help him win. So I just wanted to say this too. What Angelo was saying is that I'm not saying that he has more influence than what LeBron has had. I'm saying that what Kendrick Perkins had brought up today on first take was actually a good point. But it, it because if you're looking at just what has happened in Houston for the last eight years since he's been there, it hasn't been anybody else that that has had more influence on that situation. Okay. Gotcha. I love it, man. I love it. You know, I love some good talk. Love some good talk. Um, you know, we I seen this and I was actually laughing at this because um Paul George punks out again. You know, after the playoff debacle, I try to respect them. I say, you know what happens, man. But just him dissing Doc Rivers, throwing him under the bus, man. Chris, what's he up? He didn't do, yo, I don't even think he dissed um, Doc Rivers, honestly. Okay, what well, then? He said he wasn't using him right. I don't, I don't think he dissed him. I just think Paul George showed what he, what he is. <laughs> and what, 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 what we've been saying, or at least what I've been saying. Oh, uh, yeah. He is not a number one talent. He ain't an A-level guy. You said he's not two if he's on most teams. No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say he's not two, but you know what I mean? Is he a two that can get you there? No, I mean, he, he a shade. I would say he's a, a couple shades better than Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton can't get you there. Now, Damn. Don oh, Marco. The thing with, the thing with Paul George is, he he needs some self reflection to mm. kind of he's got some internal problems, character flaws. Some may mm. say that yo know, he needs to correct As before he starts. <laughs> right, that he needs to correct before he starts pointing the finger at other people. Now, listen, I will agree to a, a, a certain extent that I think <laughs> Doc had got sick and tired of them niggas, and I mean niggas. <laughs> and he said, uh. And he sat back and said, you know what? Y'all niggas know everything. Y'all go ahead and handle it. Yo. <laughs> and, 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 
And when you hear him talk about how it was like, oh, we was up three one, and we was like, oh, we got this, and then we was up three two, we was like, oh, we still got this, and but nobody never changed something. Nigga, y'all changed something. You on the court, Chris? Can you? Make a shot. Can you? Can Yo. you the screen, Chris? Or no? Huh? I said no. I can't. Okay. I can't. So, so Angelo said, um, he said, uh, he said, Doc and PG were meant for each other, an underperforming coach with an underperforming superstar. And then no, he, no, I'm not putting that the, on Doc. Listen, and then Doc is, oh, wait. So he said they are the same. Insert Spider Man meme. I just wanted to say that. I, I, no, no, no. I can't agree with that because let me <laughs> tell you what Doc got <laughs> that Paul don't got. The ring. The a ring. final appearance. Oh no, I won't even get to the ring. A final appearance. Mm-hmm. A final appearance. Now mm-hmm. listen, he 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 has come short since he's left Boston. There's no doubt about that. He has some he has some Clippers teams mm-hmm. that should have got to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they was ever the best team in the West, where they should have definitely got to the finals. But he definitely has some that should have got to the Western Conference Finals for sure. But um, let me tell you something that got his already. He got his already. You he saw been it. to the final. He been to the final as a coach. And you can't see me, but I'm putting up the deuces two times. Two times. Yo. Yo. Just, I wait, did, I'm sorry, quick. Just, let me jump in real quick on that, right? The the one thing that surprised me about the whole thing is that for everything that probably could have been pointed at him, Paul had an instant excuse about everything. Everything. Last, last summer, I didn't get to train like I always train. Cold. I didn't practice all year, right? Um we had different ways of doing things, so we couldn't hammer things out in practice, but we had them in the game. These are these are all things that, as an elite player or someone that says they're an elite player, mm-hmm. those are all checklist items that he's responsible for, <laughs> or at least the majority of them. Don DeMarco, Marco. Like, I, get, I get the easy way out is to say, God. But if, if you're telling me that, okay, Doc didn't use me right. He didn't give me a mix. He had me on pen downs and stuff like that. He's using me like reality. First of all, you don't think Doc saw you play? Remember, you was in the East when Doc was in Boston. Mm. You don't think he know when you was good in Indiana? You don't think he's seen how effective you were in different things? But then the biggest thing for me that I, I think he tried to take the easy way out Bro, this was the situation you asked for. Mm-hmm. All right, hold you, on, hold on, hold on. You was the one talking about what it do, baby. Yo, quick, keep that post up. Quick, keep that post up. Yeah. You hear me, quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I just gotta, I gotta hit you up with a couple points here, Angelo. Thanks for, thanks for watching the show and listening. Um, yeah. First of all, if we go back to the Boston Celtics run. They got they won the first year. KG got hurt the second year. Mm-hmm. KG got hurt the second year. In mm-hmm. comes, in comes the LeBron dynasty and the Miami Heat. They were supposed to compete with that. They were supposed to beat that. Now, CP3 and Blake Griffin, like I said, they should have got to a Western Conference final. Mm-hmm. I won't refute that point. But uh, Chris Paul, Lob City, and Blake Griffin were never championship quality, ever. They they ran a – listen, they had – I don't even 
though, I mean, they got J.J. Reddick towards the end, but they were already on a steep decline by the mm-hmm. time they got J.J. Reddick. But um, who, who, when, when, the only time they even beat the Warriors was the first, that was the uh, last year of Mark Jackson. Mm. That was the last time that they beat the Warriors. Yep. And that went seven yep. games in the first round. That was yep. the year that Sterling, um, what's Don- his name? Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. That was that whole mm-hmm. debacle. That game mm-hmm. went seven games. Curry got fouled on a last second three point shot that they didn't call. That they didn't call that yep. graced them to the next thing. They was never better than the Spurs ever. They were never better than the Spurs in the West, not once. They only beat the Golden State Warriors once. They only faced them one uh, that one time in the playoff series. They couldn't even make it past it. And to be honest, once um, James Harden got there, they weren't better than the Rockets neither. So I mean, listen, I understand that they had some names. But at the time, Blake Griffin wasn't a shooter. And CP3 had already proven to be a choke artist in certain moments. And so let's, let's not get into the like the, the, I, I, this narrative that the Clippers were this great team. They were an exciting show. I won't, mm-hmm. I won't deny that. They were exciting. Live City was fun. DeAndre Jordan couldn't hit a free throw, but it was fun to watch him dunk on people. Yep. Blake Griffin wasn't no great outside shooter, but it was fun to watch him dunk on people. It was basically Chris uh, Chris Paul trying to lead it as much as he could. Hey, mm-hmm. Angelo, the way you feel about Doc is the same way I feel about Marvin Lewis. But go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on, no, 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 you, you know, you know you can't put them. So Angelo, right, but you can't put them in the same. You can't put them in the same thing because Marvin ain't win a playoff game. Doc got a ring. But I mean, Doc got a ring. I, but y'all was getting on me about like he should have been gone a while ago. But y'all like who gonna replace him? Ooh. I'm just saying. No, saying. Marvin shouldn't have been gone. What are no. they doing now? Losing. Hey, listen, what you can they- make you, you can you can make the you can make the excuse that he didn't he never took them to the next level. But it's Cincinnati. What's their next level? Yeah. What they doing out there in Cincinnati? And out there. Here's the, the, the other part of that, too, right? Just like Chris said about, about Marvel, right, in the Cincinnati. Like, the Clippers made that move off the single notion that the reason that they lost the 3-1 lead was because of Doc. Mm. They didn't say nothing when PG was struggling against the Mavs. Yeah. That just had one player that turned up on a bum ankle. Oh, yo, don't remember Kawhi only gave you a uh, – only gave you four points in the fourth quarter of a closeout game seven. Let's not forget that. Closeout. Like, you, you, you don't. So they, so they hung that whole noose around Doc's neck. Imagine if LeBron would have did that. And, and Imagine if LeBron would have only with, dropped four. Come on. And nothing to do with Kawhi or PG. And then here's the other thing, which I think lends credence to the other points that me and Chris are making. There again, I keep saying there are certain elite players that are not only elite, but they are pariahs as elite players. Yes. How how did how did Paul George get to LA in in a pandemic shortened season? Turn that whole locker room upside down. Mm. I'll wait. Mm. Oh wait, let me let me get this. And, and Chris, I need you to answer this for me. Did you see the same thing happen to Indiana? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Roy, Roy Hibbert went from an all-star mm-hmm. to not even wanting to come in the building. Didn't David West leave? Didn't David, David West, West leave? Out of there? David West leaves. Lance Stevenson 
right? Says, yo, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to just start blowing the people's ear. <laughs> George Hill decides he's going to dye his hair red. Come on, son. Yeah, yeah. I, they thought was, I thought he went demolition man and dyed it blonde, but you couldn't He right. did blind red. Per- like, you turned George Hill into Dennis Rodman? Yeah, man. And, and, but yo, and again, and again, even take, even take the small microcosm that was OKC. I was about to say, bruh, listen, you mean how are we protecting playoff P when the one year that you were really elite that next level, LeBron blows by you for the game, right? How you getting waved at things that men do too? How you getting this from Dane and you still play off P? What? That wasn't Doc. They had no Doc. That was, that was. Well, well you know what? And I, you know what? I'm going to say this. This might be a little inflammatory, but I'm going to just let it, I'm going to just let it fly. I'm going to just cock the hammer on this one. Yeah, he made his whole reputation off of challenging the heat the last two years of a wilting, Miami Heat team that he took seven, but still lost. That's what he made his whole. That's what he made his bones on in the NBA. That's why people thought he was great because he because he took them seven. Because he took them seven, but you you mind you, the, the two years he took them seven, they barely beat the Spurs because they were so tired. And then the next year they got smoked by the Spurs. And you know LeBron says, you know what, this Miami thing ain't working out for me. I'm gonna have to go back to the lane. So I'm just saying that's what he made his bones off of, and you he was he wasn't heard of after that. Now obviously he had the gruesome leg injury, oh, and um, crazy. shout out to him for making it back and, and mm-hmm. doing everything he had to do. But <clears throat> he hasn't been, and I'm not saying it's a leg injury, but he he hasn't even been what he was when he made when he put the league on notice. He hasn't yeah. been that. He hasn't been that since. No, I mean yeah, he has a good game. He's a good shooter. I mean, he's the prototypical wing that you would want. Six, seven, six, eight can defend, can shoot, can drive. All he he got all of the tools, but he makes a lot of excuses. Yes, of- I think I think that that interview, man, he doubled down on the podcast that he did with the knuckleheads. You know, and shout out to them for getting them on. But he doubled down on that because in that one, he was going at everybody in Indiana. He made it a management thing more than anybody else. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, it it always takes me back to my favorite game line. Stop I, running I, from I, the grind, you chump. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So for all those people that jump on that, like, again, he shows, just like Chris said, he shows exactly who he is. Yeah. And my thing yeah. is, how do you make that better? Because for all intensive purposes, right, you essentially have the same team minus Montrez, but you could say you could insert Serge Ibaka there. And and I think one of the other things that I found really funny about this, Chris, and this is all the reports that, that I've heard, that was the major reason that Rondo didn't want to go there. Rondo chose Atlanta over the Clippers. Damn. Take that into consideration. Yeah. Hmm. I can see yeah. it. Well, you yeah. know what? Him. Don't want to, he don't want to be on the uh on the side on the bench. Kiki Ken with Paul George and uh, another dude that tricked y'all that's running around there doing a well, bunch of nothing. Doing a bunch of nothing. 
them two, them two Kikin is the just Kikin <laughs> doing a punch of nothing. Talking about talking about telling Steph. Hold on, hold on. Yo, go 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 up the step opening night. Yo, it's our turn. Yo, ain't you 31? <laughs> what you talking about, son? That was ain't you 31? What you talking about? You still couldn't get off the second round, Pat. Mm. Let me stop, man. Let me stop. Got you a fool, man. Nah, man. Got you a fool. You know what? I'm going to switch topics on it, man. I'm, I'm going to switch top Boxing, man. I'm mm. gonna, speaking of fighting. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear this from Chris. Chris. This your lane. Well, every every your lane. But, uh, Everything your lane. Spence. Garcia. Tomorrow, man. Talk about it, baby. Talk about it. Look, man, I mean, honestly, I, I, I think I've touched on it a bit. I think I touched on it a bit on this show. Or maybe when I, I was talking to somebody else. Listen, this is a tale of... There's two questions. There's really one question. Is, is Spence healthy after the car accident? Mm-hmm. If he is, this is not a contest. I, and I, 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 re- I honestly... I can't stress it enough. There are levels, okay? There are levels in boxing. And the level that Spence is on compared to the level that Garcia is on. Yo, Garcia is tailor-made to lose to Spence. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go even a step further. If, if, if Spence is like 75% of himself, this should still be a wash. Damn. I mean, listen... I mean, listen, obviously it's a fight and anything can happen, but anything don't happen to great fighters, even when they're compromised. I saw uh, a 43-year-old Eric Morales give uh, Danny Garcia a run for his money when he was on the his last two fights. Eric, uh, uh, Eric Morales' last two fights was at uh, 140 against uh, Danny Garcia. Now, Danny knocked him out the last time. Shouldn't have been fighting, but the first time gave him everything he could handle. And Spence, I bring that up to say this: everything that you would judge boxing on, Spence does better than um, Garcia. Mm. He he got better footwork. He's a better inside fighter. He's a better outside fighter. He's got a higher IQ. He hits harder. He's the bigger fighter. He's got the longer reach. I mean, the only thing that Garcia has is power. But here's the thing with with, with Garcia's power and and, and something that people miss a lot. For Garcia, for Danny to have that power that knocks people out, you got to be in the absolute right spot. He can't hurt you with power if you're up in his chest. He can't hurt you with power if you're uh, jabbing him from the outside. And and then he needs you to be in the middle range, and he needs you not to be elusive. Right. He needs you to be a, a walking stick. Just, you can go look at him. All of his one-punch knockout have been from like, people who stand right there. They, they stand right there in the middle. They're not, they're not super fast or not so much faster than him, and they literally get caught. Every guy that, Spencer's, that Garcia has fought that has been either on his level or above, 
it's been a challenging fight for him. Some of he got gifted by the by the judges, and the others he lost. I like Garcia. Now I, I say it all that I like Garcia. He's a tough guy. But Spence is by far the superior boxer. If if Gar if Spence hadn't been in this car accident, people would not even really be talking about this fight like, sure. oh, it could be exciting. Every, I'm telling you this right now. If if if, Gar if if Spence hadn't had that car accident, people would be like, oh, yo, Spence is about to dog walk this dude. That's, and, that, and that's the only trepidation I got. That's the only trepidation that most uh, 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 boxing fans that know boxing have. They go, listen, if Spence is healthy, he got this. He could do, and literally, him not being healthy. Like, I don't know if he could take a punch after that car flipped so many times and he don't remember where he was and all that stuff. Yeah, I still we'll see. That. Yeah, it's crazy. But here's the thing. He can beat him and not take a punch. He can, like, we all know Spence for being that, that, that dog that he could go in there and get you out of there. But if Spence wants to, he can literally jab and use boxing and not put himself in danger the whole fight and easily win the fight. That's the thing. So, for me, it's more of a case of how is he going to, what is he going to do in the fight? Is he going to, like, Work from the outside and be safe the whole night and just go, look, I'm just going to win this easy. I'm not going to put myself in any danger because he can do that. Listen, he can literally do that. Or is he going to say, look, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a do a mix of both. I'm going to do me. I'm going to box him when I want to box him. And then when I want to get in there and hurt him, I'm going to get in there and hurt him. And if he does that, then he opens himself up for the possibility of possibly being able to get caught with a good shot. But it's only a possibility. Listen, even with the accident, Garcia only got a punch of chance, and, and not a great, and not a great chance, not a great chance at all. So what you're saying is that Spence is gonna win this? Think? I got, I got this fight going. Listen, again, my only trepidation is the car accident. I, you know, like, yo, you, I, I've seen it happen. I think of if you think talk, think about the first time we started doing this show, and we started doing boxing segments, and we was writing a little. Uh, he was writing articles and stuff. I did uh, one about this uh, up-and-coming guy named Felix Verdejo. Yes, yes, I'm ready. Felix Verdejo, he was the up-and-coming dude, man. He was going to be the dude that was going to challenge Canelo. He was going to be the dude that was going to be fighting with all of these guys, with Spence and Thurman and all of those dudes. He was going to be that dude. He got into a motorcycle accident. Hmm. He wasn't the same. He came back and he lost his first fight. That stopped. You know what I mean? So you just... You never know how a trauma like that is going to affect a boxer. You know what I mean? What and he could, and, and, and Spence could spar with heavyweights because he does. All he wants is not the same of being in the ring when the lights is on and everybody's watching. So we'll see if, if, if maybe he's a, a bit gun shy or if he gets hit and he's just like, you know what I mean? He can't take a punch like he normally takes it. Like, those are my only, like, question marks. But let but from, from everybody's assessment of his training and how he's been doing, he is more than 100% ready to go. If that is off the table, this is not a competitive fight. This is a 9-3-10-2 type of unanimous decision. Um, if, if, he, if, he's, if he's all the way healthy and he wants to put on a show, this is over in the 7th and 8th round by stopping. I'm telling you. Okay. That's what I got. I don't have no more to say about that. I, I mean, you said it, man. You said it. I can't wait.
I wish that the fight was tonight. <laughs> oh no, so, it's gonna be it's gonna be special. It's gonna be special. Um, Garcia Smith is fighting in his hometown. He's gonna be in Texas, and um, he's gonna be at uh, Jerry's World, by the way. So, which means and, have some people in there, right? Yeah, there's gonna be some people in there. There's gonna be some people in there. So it's gonna be a little bit of a crowd. And uh, you know, look, I, I I think personally, I think. Spence is going to come out there. He's going he's going to want to show everybody that he's good. Now I hope my hope is that he doesn't he doesn't like try too hard to show everybody he's right. good and kind of does something out of character. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to prove to everybody that, you know what I mean, like that you can take the punch or all of that like let that come in time. You know what I mean? But I I think he's going to come out there He's going to show superior footwork. He's going to jab him to death, frustrate him. And then he's going to fight him in the inside, which is actually not dangerous because Danny's not a good inside fighter. He's like a mid-range guy. That's where he catches people. So Mm -hmm. I think he's going to stay in two safe places for the fight. He's a dog in the inside. He's going to dog him in the inside. And then he's going to fight from the outside. And he's going to kind of stay away from the medium range, maybe until he feels like he's ready to put him away. And he feels like maybe enough steam is off. That's why I'm thinking maybe seven, eighth round stoppage by the ref. Going, listen, Danny, take it too much. I got a call. Okay. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. So it's about that time, fellas. It's about that time. You know, good show. We can keep going on, but, you know, we'll save it for another time. We'll save it for another time. Sunday, maybe. Sunday. Sunday. You know, Sunday we got our. We got our pre-NFL show that we turn into pre-sports and people liking that. So we're going to have some action. We're going to have some action. But, again, we want to thank everybody. We, and, you know, we got to thank our sponsor, 94.3 WYBC. The Rhythm of the City. Yes, yes, yes. But it's that time. It's that time. We got to get the good word in. You know, <laughs> we got to get that good word in. You know, we got our brother, our deacon. Um who is going to be the Bishop, Deshaun, Juan, Rock. What you got for us today, man? Give us something good, man. Give us something good. Oh, man. Nah, man, you know, <clears throat> uh, what's good, people? On, on, on this week's version of Say Word, um, hit a little different, man. Uh, I know everybody's coming off the holiday weekend. It was kind of rough for me and my family. Um but what I what I did get from from this week, um, this holiday week, and this um, this week that we just had in our family is just more of a consideration and sense of gratitude, right? We need to go to bed. <laughs> right. But um, the reason that I that I mentioned gratitude is this, man. Is I'm gonna take a quote from my aunt and shout out to my aunt. Ellen Booby Rucker, Ellen Booby Rucker Johnson. Um, my aunt Booby would always say, you know, don't forget to take time to count your blessings. Yes, sir. You know, I think in the midst of everything that we go through, we always say, why are we going through this? Why is this pandemic coming back again? Why do we have to do this? Why is life the way it is? Um, but we cannot ever lose sight of the blessings that we got, even the smallest one that we got, which you know, if God was able to shake us from our slumber, as the good pastor would say, that's enough that we need. We don't need nothing else. So 
And this time, people, don't forget to count your blessings because I know I am. I know the people in my family are. And I'm extremely blessed um, to not only be here, but to especially be here with these two brothers, man, because they are incredible men that um, pour great things into me. And I'm glad that we're all here together. But don't forget to take time to count your blessings, people. Mm-hmm. So that's this we say word. As always, think big, and most importantly, just be easy. Oh, <laughs> on that note, man, I, I was about to go, you know, go, but I said no. I said, hey, I'm going to say that for Sunday. I'm going to say that for Sunday. Go. But again, thanks again for tuning to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Stutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And it's your boy, The Work Report, Jersey. Hey. Don't shoot the messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And it's your boy, The Rucker Report, a.k.a. Ready? This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. This is Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. X about me. X about me. With Professional Sutton. You already know. Chris G. My homie. And The Rucker Report. My family, what up? They for real. All straight with no chaser. Let the games begin. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast.